let's try to figure some things out with this season here. Who's going to start? How many minutes are guys going to get? What's the distribution going to be? We're going to do it all right now with the original Rain and Jays. Yeah, on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Rain and Jays, how it started. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every Monday through Friday, back to the daily grind with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to your device. If you're a subscriber, so go ahead and smash that subscribe button. Get into that YouTube page, get into the comment section, subscribe there as well. You get your podcast every Monday through Friday. I'm John Corrales. I used to play ball a long, long, long time ago. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Today, we're going to start looking forward because the season is almost here. We're two weeks away from media day. It's time to really start hitting these previews. And to do so, I got my guy. I got the original, the original Rain and Jays back together up close and personal on the YouTube page is, is Jay King. Jay, I mean... This is I'm I, I should apologize. Should I do like a parental advisory sticker? Yeah, on the, this, on the thumbnail? this is the, the explicit. Like this is rated R, and it could <laughs> it could haunt some people forever. And you got this uh, nice. I apologize. Blue this is an ugly, ugly mug to have so close to the camera. But there's nothing I can do. I'm on a desktop, and uh, can't move it. So <laughs> this is here this we are. is just. I mean, it's a throwback podcast to the original Rain and Jays. Before it became locked on, it was us two doing a weekly pod that always had some sort of technical issue, always had some sort of thing that prevented us from starting on time. So this is kind of like a throwback to that stuff. But uh, it's, it's mild, though, compared to everything we used to deal with. We felt like we were making fire with sticks every day, and we just couldn't <laughs> figure it out. Uh, now, now look at this. This professional backdrop graphics we got all kinds of stuff now all it's i needed was for you to leave and then everything just started picking up i was holding you back it's it's true it's true jay the anchor king uh <laughs> jay for those of you who don't know which i'm sure everybody does jay covers the celtics for the 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 athletic uh and does a wonderful job over there uh so we're getting ready man you ready for the season to start I spent today watching Nemius Kata film. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty ready. Um is that even me, how you say his name? I think it is, but I'm no, not sure. I literally, before we started, copied and pasted the pronouncer from basketball reference. Nemius Nemiash Kata. Nemiash Kata. Nemiash. All right. I, it's it's a very Portuguese Port, Portugal has the sh sound at the end of, instead of the s they have a, a sh so it's namish keta um so all, all the portuguese folks from around here uh i'm sure a lot of people from fall river are going to be traveling up up route 24 to try and catch them i think when it comes to keta they're probably going to want to go past the garden and just keep yeah, driving go, go all the way up to, to maine yeah go just go straight to maine 
because uh, that's probably where he's a year ago we were talking about uh ooh, Fiano Cabangeli, that big two-way spot. I see people saying, Oh, this could be a good pickup on the two-way spot. You know what? It's not. It's a two-way guy that's hey, gonna spend most of his hey, time in league. Second in G League MVP voting last year. Ooh, who was first? That's a very good question. <laughs> that's a good question. I didn't know the answer. It's a you great know question. The answer. I, I know he was second. I he know was he, second. Second in field goal percentage, fourth in block shots per game, mm. tied with mm-hmm. Kenneth Fareed. Whenever you're tied there you with go. Kenneth Fareed in 2023, you're doing something right. That's right. That's right. The, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, so <laughs> Namiyash Keita is uh, part of the team and halfway. I don't know. Halfway part of the team. Halfway sort of part of the team. On the two-way contract, all three two-way contracts are are, are filled now. Uh, if we're talking about the minutes here, let's just start with who starts, and it's not going to be Namiyash Keita. That's far. That's for sure. Uh, the big question is which big starts. We all know it's going to be White, Tatum, Brown, and Porzingis. It's the basically. Are you of the opinion that Robert Williams starts or that Al Horford starts? My choice or Joe Mazzulla's choice? Well, let's do both. Well, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think should happen? I think Al Horford will start. I would start Robert Williams. Yeah, I'm in that same camp. And I say that the reason why I think Robert Williams should start is they should be moving to where the puck is going. And... Robert Williams is younger. He's he's had a much healthier offseason than he did last year. Last year was a disaster for him this time of year. He was coming off the surgery, coming off limping around in the playoffs. Had an and it was just just doomed last year. I don't think he ever reached the point where he was playing like he did the previous season. I think with a full offseason, and granted, it's it's going to be tough to rely on his health. Uh, tough to be confident in his health at least sure i just think you want to limit al horford's minutes al horford is 37 years old and i also think from a standpoint of building a defensive foundation it's not the same as it used to be it's not there's not as much versatility defensively there's not as much switching especially in that second unit with malcolm brogdon peyton pritchard sam hauser like there's just not as much of it. So I, I think you're going to have to build a defensive foundation on your shot blocking. And in that case, I want Porzingis and Robert Williams on the court because together those two could be impenetrable. And I, I, I've said this a lot on, on my podcast, RIP. I haven't shared that publicly yet, but the athletic is no longer supporting the anything is potable podcast. Um, We're breaking news here breaking news we will breaking uh, news anything is potable is gone which is why you're on this podcast and not your own podcast which is why i'm on this podcast declaring that robert williams should start and i just think I, i've i've talked about it on, on my podcast r.i.p but <laughs> i just think they'll almost want to build their defense like the bucks did and mm-hmm. have it entirely based on the foundation of their rim protection sort of like the Bucks did with Brooke Lopez and Giannis. And one of those guys, Porzingis, will be at the rim. The other will be Romanoff, the worst perimeter player on the offense. 
And I just think it's going to be impossible to score on them. I think it's going to be extremely difficult to score on them. And if you put them next to Tatum and Brown and Derek White, that's just size mm-hmm. and shot blocking everywhere. Even your point guard's a shot blocker. So yeah, that that's how I'd go. But I also – like Al Horford was just better than Robert Williams last season. He was – there was a significant gap between them. Oh, yeah. But I just think this team is different, and so you've got to approach it differently. I, I feel like – but I'm on, I'm on board with that that mindset as well. And I think with Charles Lee here, kind of like I assume that Charles Lee's experience with Milwaukee is going to put him kind of more in charge of the defense because that's the element that they kind of need to steal from Milwaukee. That kind of defense that's just going to be a more traditional defense. There's not going to be switching from the four and the five. And I think it's too much to ask Al Horford to keep doing that on a nightly basis. Uh, I understand why thinking Joe Missoula is going to, you know, Joe Missoula is the coach. He's going to want another shooter on the floor. Makes perfect sense. But also, I think Rob in the back, you know, on the back line helps the Celtics offense by allowing Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum to take more risks defensively. And I think if you start Rob, those guys will go for more steals. You'll see a little bit more gambling up top and you'll see a bit, a bit more, you know, high risk, high reward type of stuff where you're getting breakaway dunks. You're getting a lot of transition buckets. And I think that's going to be a way to kind of pump up the offense because you can take that chance. And even if you get beat Rob and Porzingis are back there. And you kind of need that kind of security to to kind of help that that the perimeter def- defense get you those transition buckets. I think getting out into transition is going to be an easy way for this team to score. And then off the bench, you have Al with with Malcolm Brogdon. I don't know how much not having Rob there for training camp and for the first half of the season hurt that chemistry between Malcolm and Rob, but they didn't have any chemistry together. So I'm of the opinion, like, well, let's just accept that as kind of fact. He's probably got better chemistry with, with Al. You want, he's a tremendous driver. He can get to the bucket. You want to space the floor for him as much as possible. So, so take your big man floor spacer in Al Horford, put him with that second unit to help Malcolm Brogdon out. And then you can figure out how the flow of the game is and how to sub those guys in and out. That that's how I think the whole thing should go. Let's yeah, I think. If you look at Porzingis' minutes in Washington, the best duo on that team by on-off rating was him and Daniel Gafford. And Daniel Gafford is similar to Robert Williams. And I just think offensively, that duo with Robert Williams to run the rim and with Porzingis and Jalen and Tatum, all huge, all huge, and such matchup problems for any smaller guy. You can hide a smaller guy on Al Horford. I don't think you can do the same on Robert Williams because he's going to kill you on the offensive glass. Yeah. And and so I think that's another part of it too is that it takes away one of the options a opposing team would have to guard that lineup and puts a lot of pressure on the rim in a way that I just think is going to be seriously difficult to stop with Porzingis another feared shooter in that lineup. 
Because yeah. even though some of his career numbers aren't that much different than Marcus Smart's, the way teams will treat Chris Dabbs Porzingis, especially after the way he shot the ball last season, will be totally different. Yeah. Absolutely totally different. He will space the floor. He will get he will draw the attention. You're not gonna you're not gonna back off of him like they backed off of Marcus Smart. It's not gonna happen. So and look, we I say this, the, and then Robert Williams or Chris Asperzengis will get hurt, and Al Horford will start the whole year <laughs> and play more minutes than anyone. And right. he'll just be the dependable guy that he's been forever. That's right. You can always count on Al Horford. Uh let's figure out let's figure out the minutes. Let's figure out the minutes distribution. And I have a question about Tatum and Brown keeping up their current minutes pace. We'll do that in just a second. First, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel's here for football season. We're waiting for basketball season to, to, to kick in. But right now, you new customers at FanDuel, America's number one sports book, you guys get $200 in bonus bets just for placing a $5 bet. Doesn't matter if you win or lose. You place a $5 bet, you get $200 in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, this is the exact right time to do it. The app is extraordinarily easy to use, and there's so many different betting options. You can have fun with this. Obviously, there's spreads and player props and over-unders, but there's a lot more that you can bet on. So go check it out. It's a very easy-to-use app. FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make sure you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up and kick off this NFL, NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. We just ask you to please gamble responsibly. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. would love to see you over at the Lockdown NBA feed as well because I'm there on Wednesdays with Jake Madison covering the league as a whole. So rotating hosts all week long. It's a fun podcast covering the NBA. Let's get back to covering the Boston Celtics with Jay King. And we know that, okay, whether it's Rob, whether it's Al, there might be a different starter, might be a different finisher, whatever. But I'm gonna just I'm gonna go with my own and your own. Let's just say that Rob starts. I just think it makes too much sense. And I I'm gonna give Joe Mazzulla the credit having that year under his belt. It's not just gonna be I'm just gonna put shooter, 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 and then I'll figure it out later. I I feel like he's gonna see the value of having Rob on the floor. Do you think having Tatum and Brown on the floor? for 37, 38 minutes a game is going to be sustainable anymore. Last year, Tatum, 37 minutes a game, 36 the year before. Uh, I'd like to see him get down to 34, 35. I think going into last season, Jay, the stated goal was to limit their minutes, and, and then everything happened. And I think Joe Missoula was like, I just got to lean on these guys as much as possible. Do you think Joe, with that year of experience, sees the value now of let's just give these guys a few extra minutes on the bench and, and just rely on some of these other guys to carry us through, especially early in the season. Oops, sorry. I, I muted you and I didn't unmute you. Go ahead. Now you can talk. I think in Tatum's case, especially part of it will be, you have to tell him he's not going to play as many minutes as he did. And you have to make him okay with that because he loves to play. He loves to be on the court. He yeah. hates sitting no matter what. He doesn't like to have load management. He doesn't like to sit games. He doesn't like to sit at all. And so you have to make him okay with that. And to me, I would show up, number one, the finals, remind him of that. That is clearly something he didn't 
want. And the team after that said, basically, he was run down. He played a ton of minutes. And that was the issue. Last year, I thought it went somewhat similarly. And where it showed up was after the All-Star break. The Celtics, after the All-Star break, if you look at any of their numbers, their defense fell off a cliff, and it fell off a cliff with the starters on the court, and specifically with Jason Tatum on the court. Mm -hmm. He's normally one of their best defenders. I thought for a while after the All-Star break, he was not, whether he lacked focus, whether it was just a thing in the middle of a long season, or whether he was tired. And if it's tired, it's an issue, but it's an issue you can fix by playing him fewer minutes. And... So th the one problem with that is the wing is probably where they're the weakest yeah. uh, de depth-wise. And, you know, I you can trust Sam Hauser. I think you can trust O'Shea Brissett. But I don't know with Delano Banton. And I just think, like, it's it's possible. I don't know with Fee Mihalik. I, I just – I'm not sure you have more than – two guys who can spell Tatum and Brown on any given night. And granted you can, you can always throw someone in there. It's the NBA, but like, I don't know how many trustworthy guys they have to take, take over those minutes. Right. Uh, but I do think no matter what, it doesn't matter. You have to limit their minutes. Tatum, especially with what he's done on the national team with what he's done. He hardly ever misses games. He's been super durable and that's part of his value but it's also you have to be able to just cut down those minutes. He can't be finishing top five in minutes per game again like he has, I think, the last couple of seasons, but definitely last season too. Let's look at, let's look at the numbers here. Let's look at the, the minutes. There's the year they went to the finals, he had more minutes than anyone, including playoffs and regular season, in the last, like, decade. Yeah. Now, that that you can't ask that. You can't let this matter of personal pride get in the way of – the the mere fact that you're not you're not Superman. I know you feel like Superman at you know 25 years old uh, and one of the you know five six best players in the NBA and you know you're all over commercials and all that stuff. Yeah, it's very easy to feel like Superman and and he is durable. But if it's durable in the sense that he he hasn't suffered an injury, but I I'm gonna fight back on the durable thing. If if that means he runs out of gas by the time the conference finals and the finals run around, that does that doesn't sound like durable to me. Durable is somehow finding a way to be a tank and, and power through that. If he runs out of gas, that that doesn't do anybody anybody any good. So they need they need to figure something out there. Whether it's an extra load management day here or there, just make him inactive. Just tell him, sorry, you're going to be inactive. Or if it's Hey, it's 34 minutes. You're at 34 minutes. It's it's three fewer minutes than you're used to. Let's it's we're gonna take one minute here or a minute and a half more uh, on the bench in the first half, a minute and a half more on the bench in the second half. It's not that big of a deal. Just relax. There's if we break it down, point guard wings bigs. There's 96 minutes on the floor for the wings. So if if Tatum and Brown play 34 minutes a piece that's 68 minutes so all you need to do is figure out 28 more minutes right 
Did I get that right? 34 minutes apiece, 68 minutes, 96 minutes on the wings, 28 minutes. Can you get 28 minutes out of Sam Hauser, Shri Mikhailuk, O'Shea Brissett? Can you get 28 minutes out of those guys? I feel like you can. Sam Hauser can give you 15, and one of these other two guys can give you 15, and there you go. That's that's more than 28 minutes. I think the Celtics are fine doing it that way. And and you also have your potential of maybe there's you, you get your Malcolm Brogdon in there with with uh Derek White, some overlap there, and one of those wings can come off the floor. So that's another place where you can find some minutes there. I, I don't think it's that hard to to limit Tatum and Brown to 34 to start the season. Then you can ramp them up to 38 in in you know after the All Star break, February like March, and then you can get them up to where they need to be. I I see no reason to run them into the ground early like they did last year. And and while we're here, I kind of hate having this conversation, but I have it a lot just because I think it's smart to limit. Tatum's minutes more than they have been recently but I also like really admire the way he wants to play I admire all the work he puts into his body and that was one of the reasons Joe Missoula said gave last year when asked why he kept playing Tatum big minutes he said he wasn't he's prepared for it yeah and the way he works he's changed some things from even when they went to the finals and I think he'll be fine with that and and maybe that's true honestly like even though I pointed to the stretch after the All-Star break where the Celtics were not sharp and Tatum specifically wasn't sharp. Jokic had a, the same stretch. And during the playoffs, Jokic was ridiculous. And the Nuggets were ridiculous. So, you know, if if he doesn't sprain his ankle in Game 7 of the Heat, we look back on that series as a really good series for him. And they're, they've reached the finals twice. So... He didn't run out of steam during the playoffs. I didn't feel like at least I thought he was really good the whole time during the postseason. But yeah, I I think just numbers wise, he's played way too many minutes. Um, and and you can't keep asking him to do that because at some point it's going to have an impact. Yeah, look, it's he he's your best player, and Jalen Brown is your your second best player. Um, and, and not by that wide a margin, but they're, they're your two best players, two of the best players in the league, two all NBA guys. Um, and yeah, you want them on the floor as much as possible. Right. But you got to be smart about it. This is, it, it just, it just is what it is. I don't see, I don't see the harm in three or four or fewer minutes to, to just help reduce that workload. And so Tatum normally comes out first. He comes out at what, like the six minute mark. So, you know, maybe you take him out at the six and a half minute mark and you put him back in with, with two and a half to go, put him in with like, you know, where it's a little tough at the end of the quarter, but um, you get the point. The point is find just an extra stretch on the bench to get him just a little bit extra. It, it, it does mean something. And the whole point of this conversation is that the Celtics need these guys. They just need these guys to be their absolute best that they can be when May and June run roll around. So 
hey, if that means 15 minutes for Shri Mikhailuk and 15 minutes for O'Shea Brissett and an extra whatever, how many, 12 minutes for Sam Hauser, then and sure, fine. That's fine with me because these guys should be good enough to handle that that workload. The Celtics have enough talent spread across their starting to bench unit to handle that that workload. Let's and let's another another factor oh, in this, I think, will be can Porzingis carry the offense when Tatum is off the court? Because can he help? Because Jalen, as good as Jalen has been, he has not been able to carry the offense with Tatum off the court the same way that Tatum does when Jalen is off the court. And so maybe Porzingis with him on the court is different. Maybe they they can keep that offense flowing. And things were better with Tatum off the court last year, but that's been a huge issue for the Celtics is that they cannot function without Jason Tatum. And so they need to to be able to do that. Maybe Porzingis can help there. Maybe, you know, with him on the court, that'll solve some of that problem. Let's well, let's explore that. Let's explore that when we come back. Uh, because the Porzingis question is, it, it's a new element that the Celtics have not had a potential scorer at that level. They haven't really had that, um, since Kemba. Uh, so, uh, and, and certainly not at the big, so we'll talk about that in just a second. First today's show is also brought to you by Jace medical and the Jace case. Now we love to be prepared for anything. We're talking about the Celtics being prepared for anything. Nowadays, with the weather being what it is, maybe you're out, you know, exploring the world, camping. You like to go camping. You do something. You find yourself in a spot where you doctor's not around. The Jace case gives you five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Uh, bring it with you when you are camping. If something happens in your basement floods, and you go down there, and it's a Saturday night and you get cut, and you don't know what's in that water, you can treat yourself with some simple antibiotics until you can get yourself to a doctor without sitting in a waiting room forever. Uh, all You can just be prepared. You can empower yourselves to care for yourself and your loved ones whenever the unexpected happens. All you got to do is go to jasemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus. You get an additional $20 off by using the code locked on at jacemedical.com. Once again, J A S E medical.com. Prepare yourself for whatever, whatever happens with these life saving antibiotics. Get yourself uh, a variety of them to help you in an emergency. J A S E medical.com. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Once again, we're back to five days a week, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Get onto that YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button there. Hop into the comment section. All right, let's get back to the conversation here with Jay. You brought up the Chris Stops Porzingis thing. This is an interesting element here. Not only um, I think everybody's talked about the uh, Celtics late in the game, get themselves into that eight seconds on the shot clock situation like they like to do, and and back themselves into a corner. Now you can give it to Porzingis and he can take a shot and and that's an element that they didn't have. But to the point that you just made, you start Porzingis and you you pull Tatum out. That that dynamic Porzingis with Jalen, Porzingis with Derek White, Porzingis with Malcolm Brogdon. That dynamic is something the Celtics have not had. A guy that skilled at that size 
So it could just be the answer to this minutes distribution is Porzingis, if he can stay healthy, he can be the guy and and he doesn't need to play a ton of minutes to to be this effective either. He they can drop his minutes down into the low 30s. Uh, even keep it around 30 because you have Al Horford, you have uh, Robert Williams. Those guys can can take uh, a fair amount. Again, you got 96 minutes at the big position. You can you can spread that you know, spread that around 30, 30, 30, uh, and you just got to figure out who gets the extra six minutes. That's an easy way to do it with these guys. But if Porzingis can carry the offense while while one of the Jays is on the bench. That makes it much easier to say, hey, no, just chill on the bench for an extra couple minutes. These guys are rolling on their own. Yeah, and it's probably not just about him either. It's about the impact he'll have on other guys because he's going to draw a lot of attention. And he can put the ball on the floor. He can post up. He can pick and pop. And I just think he's he's a threat, especially the way he played last season, if he can sustain that, which was like he was really, really good last year. And if he can sustain that, then he makes the game easier for Derek White. He makes the game easier for Malcolm Brogdon. He makes the game easier for all those guys just because one, he's a matchup issue at seven foot three and can shoot and put it on the floor. Um, but you also just have to keep track of him at all times. And so I think that it's possible that he really, really changes things for them in that regard. Because Smart was a great passer. He was great at organizing the offense. I think they'll really miss that. But from a standpoint of like putting fear in you because he can score, Porzingis is at another level than anyone they've had, like you said, since Kemba. And they needed a front court scorer, honestly. Yeah. Al Horford doesn't even try to score inside the arc basically anymore. He hardly ever drew free throws last, last year. He went like a month, two months, whatever it was, without trying a single free throw. Robert Williams, super limited. He can catch lobs, and that's about it. He posted up like seven times all of last season, something like that. And nice. so, you haven't you seen him shooting those three pointers in his workout videos? Yeah, that that's cool. Until he <laughs> one and Joe Mazzulla never allows him to do it again. But no, like they they needed a front court guy who could do some things inside the arc, and Chris Stapps can do that. And I just think that dynamic will change things for them. Let me ask you this. Kristaps Porzingis' career-high assists for a full season is 2.7. Does he get more than 2.7 assists with the Celtics? No. No. No? You don't no, think I, he's... I, he... I just, like, I don't think... Where was that? Was that in Dallas? That was this past season. Washington? So, so yeah. no, in Dallas, the past, the past th- uh, two seasons, um, he got up over two... He had 2.9 in 17 games with Washington after the trade, but 2.7 this past season. Um, you don't think that he can get like kickouts or stuff like that with with better three point shooters around him? You, you don't think he can get up over three assists per game? I think th- they just ran so much through him in Washington that it'll be tough to replicate that with Tatum and Brown on his team. The attention on Tatum and Brown will probably leave him more wide open which will probably cause him to shoot more rather than get assists. So I think, I mean, it's possible. Um, but I just think he's a scorer, man. And <laughs> with, with other guys to to set up the game for everybody else, and I'll include Derek White there. And I just think 
he's going to be finishing plays more often than he did even last year. Um, yeah, I, I, like his passing would be if, – if he does, that would be a nice bonus. But I think it's his scoring. Um, and as funny as it is because he is known as like a three-point shooter, I think the real – like it's just going to be nice for them to have somebody, a big man, who can do stuff a little closer to the basket. Yeah. No, that's true. He he had he had great post up numbers last year. Um, the post up game is is gone and, in the NBA. And to to bust the zone when the Heat throw it, hundred percent to to break break up the switching. It's it's style yeah. that has that has held the Celtics back a, a lot over the last couple of years. Like I just think he's he might be the key that unlocks things for them and makes them really, really difficult to guard, even in the highest leverage situations, which hasn't always been the case. Like their offense has been broken several times, like several times during the last couple of years, even while they've been very good. Uh, well, it's just is... really tough to score against the best defenses. And he's a guy because of his size, because of the way he can shoot. Like sometimes defense doesn't matter when you play it against him. It's just the right. truth. And, and and that's why I think that the, him getting to three assists, which is, you know, when you average 2.7, you don't have to get that many more to get the three. Um, but him him getting more than three assists per game, I can see that being the case just from the attention that he gets and, and the, like the quality of players around him is going to be better than he's had in a long, long time. I mean, yeah, he played with, with Luca. Taj Gibson like that? <laughs> I know. Noted Taj Gibson hater over here. Um, but yeah, he plays with Brad Beal and he plays with Luka Doncic, but then the rest of the guys, it's it's a little bit different. And, and you know, what he was trying to do in Dallas, maybe he wasn't playing exactly the way they needed him to. And it's going to be interesting to see what he tries to do in Boston if, he, if he's trying to create too much or if he kind of fits into, you know, when you have Tatum and Brown around you, does, does he kind of fit into the mold that they need him to, to fit into? Um, but I can very easily see them dumping it into him and somebody cutting and and him hitting a couple of guys, two, three guys, at least at least for three-pointers. It's going to be such a three-point heavy offense anyway. We all know that. That just he'll get two assists per game just kicking it back out to Tatum and Brown and, and them hitting threes. And then he's just going to find one more guy. So I, I think he can he can do that. I think he can he's not gonna be like a hub of the offense where everything flows through him like in the high post, but I still think that like you said, you talk about busting his own. Well, yeah, you have him in there busting the zone. He'll he'll collapse the defense and he'll find somebody. And and those guys are just much more likely to hit shots because this is this is a really good team. So yeah, I, I think I think I, I want to take it back to something you said about just questioning how he will fit as as a scorer next to Tatum and Brown because that that to me will define this Celtic season. Health will health will too. But well, yeah. but that to me like Marcus Smart knew how to set those guys up. How many times did he dribble down the court and Jalen Brown cut back door oh, and Smart well, found him with yeah. a bounce pass and it was easy offense. How many times did smart set a screen and slip it get to the middle and coordinate from there his passing is going to be missed and mm -hmm. if, and porzingis like Derek white can handle some of that responsibility I, I think that will be fine 
But but the switch from smart to Porzingis, from a guy who just wanted to set up everybody else to a guy who is at heart a scorer, is going to be a big change. And it's going to be a big change that impacts a lot. It impacts, you know, who's organizing them. It impacts just the way that Tate like I think Tatum's gonna be on the ball probably more often than ever this season. And and maybe that's great. Maybe, maybe that that will help, you know, a, a allow him to to flourish even more, become a better playmaker, to have such a threat next to him. But I just think it's it's a totally different puzzle now than it was a year ago, and that's going to be really interesting to see. It's going to be fascinating to watch because there's a lot of unknown here. And and how does Joe Mazzulla put this together? How does how do Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown incorporate someone who scores 20 points a game next to them and is a bigger guy? And isn't running the offense like Kemba Walker and and Kyrie were, because Kemba Walker and Kyrie, they play with those guys at totally different stages of their career. They're both mm -hmm. All NBA players now. They both are used to having the ball in their hands all the time. How do they fit in somebody who also is? And if if they figure that out and and they mesh, then the potential for this team I think is greater than it was last season. If they don't. I also think the floor for this team is significantly lower than it was last season, just because they don't know the formula yet. That's that I've said all along this summer that this, this team is incredibly theoretical that there's so many things that theoretically, if they, if they happen, this team can be good, but we don't know how many of those theoreticals, are going to come to pass and and that's that's going to be the like it's going to be the defining thing of this season that these guys are going to either figure out how to play together or it's going to be it's going to be kind of ugly and it'd be interesting to see exactly how the Celtics approach it um with that ugly now you remember you can't trade Jalen Brown so he's and and I, you can't trade Porzingis because of the extension, I don't know, is it a full season or is it, I think there's some limitation, but regardless, this is the team. This is the team. This, this is the, this is the group that they're going forward with. And, and maybe, maybe the, the Porzingis fit needs to be discussed much more in detail. Uh, and maybe that's a preseason thing. Maybe we got to go through a couple of these preseason games and see, you know, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how he plays next to next to these guys. I know I know in Dallas they were upset because he just tried to create too much. Um and and they felt like he didn't need to do all that. If he tries to create too much in Boston, then then that's going to be an issue because he's not going to need to create he he needs to just catch passes in Boston and and can he do that? Can can he be that guy? I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, that's it. Jay King. Oh man. It's been a long time since we, the two of us have podcasted together and actually talked basketball. It's been We're a not, very long time. It's we, it's not one of those predicting every game podcast. We're actually discussing the Celtics. It's been a long, long time. It's nice. It feels good. We're all Rain and Jays. It's I almost pulled vision. out. I tried to find the original, the very first Millie's, uh, song. I just couldn't, couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I couldn't I feel like find I've it. Got it somewhere. I'll, I gotta send it to you because you you need to have that. It's the, the there's one the second version where P 
Packard comes in, but he did a version before Packard. Yeah. Right. He and that's the did. one, that's the one I need to, I, I was going to edit that into, I was going to make that today's intro, but I don't know. I don't have it. But anyway, regardless, True shame. It's, a, it's a pleasure, Jay. It, it always is a pleasure, Krause. It's beautiful <laughs> to see your ugly mug. Yes. And it's very, very nice to see every pore in your face as you yeah, are forced to sit six pixel. inches from your camera. <laughs> All right. Original Rain and Jays, man. We go way back. That's the that's the birth of this podcast in like, damn, 20, what year was that? 2013, 14, something like that, whatever it was. Long time ago, but we're on the beat. You can follow Jay at by Jay King uh, on on Twitter. Uh, obviously, I'm at John underscore Corrales. We'll be there every day, so make sure you're following this podcast every day. You're not going to get on daily podcasts like this anywhere else, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Get onto that YouTube page. Hit the uh, subscribe button there as well. Get into the comments. I would love to hear your thoughts on the minutes and all that stuff, everything that we talked about. Let me know what you think. All of you everyday listeners, everydayers, love you for being here Monday through Friday. I'd love it if you shared the podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day.